The canvas I sit on's not gonna be stained with your shitty spray tan. It's gonna be stained with your blood! Welcome back to Backyard Wrestling Podcast, episode 91. What's up, Bob? What's going on, Jay? I mean, I'm Jay, that's Bob. Yeah, that's us. I'm talking for him all of a sudden. What's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. Uh, we have a good show. Yeah, we should have a really good show. We're gonna, I, we're gonna... I am tired. Yes. Tell I, us about your vacation. I went to Williamsburg, Virginia for a couple of days. Yeah, buddy. Had a lot of fun going back in... Uh, the 17 1600s it was good just good time i had a lot of had a lot of fun did you see any ghosts nah, no ghosts saw a lot of uh did a carriage ride with my wife for our anniversary oh yeah we had a great time good yeah good. did a lot of driving though i did about 800 miles in the last few days that's insane yeah it was worth it though it was we had a great time we got away vacation was nice you're a nut yeah oh yeah i brought back some nuts peanuts Virginia peanuts. <clears throat> I almost bought a peanut butter. Uh, it's a beer called Fried Ice Cream Stout. Hmm. It was like eight, seven. It was like the usual price, and it was, it was peanut butter. Dude, you know what's great about Virginia? Not only can I pump my own gas, it's I don't for lovers. Have, I don't have weirdos coming up to my car going, I could, uh, "How much money do you want in your car?" Which I hate. I hate pump it, having people pump my gas. I don't like these drug addicts touching my car. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like pumping my own gas. I like being able to go in the grocery store and buy beer. Or the gas station or buy beer. Yeah. Or the gift shop in Williamsburg while I'm buying a cookie or in a, uh, a tricorder hat for my daughter and buy a beer. Here's, here's the best part. <laughs> I went and got sandwiches at a sandwich shop. Oh. They sell beer there. That's you can right. walk up, pop a beer off a six-pack, and pay for that beer. They're all individually priced there. Wow. That is what... Freedom looks like yeah, not this say. repressive bullcrap that I have to go to a liquor store for. Oh, you're underage. You can't hold that. Call the police. They don't care. <clears throat> they don't care. It's great. When I went to Virginia Beach a long time ago, yeah, like every place you went into, Walmart, pizza shops, had yeah. like soda and beer. Pick what you want. As a matter of fact, there was outdoor dining for this sandwich shop, and there's a sign that says, "Drink your beer before this. Please don't go out in the street with it." So you could walk outside the door. Open up the beer, drink it right there in the little eating area, outside, and nobody gives a crap. Ah, oh, but in Jersey now, you're allowed to have an open container in public. Yeah, now, but don't get off your porch with it, or, po or Uncle Popo is going to come poking you with a stick. Yeah, yep. So, um, I, I haven't done shit. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is fine too. Which is fine. Yeah, I'm going back to work though in about a week. Oh, is it time already? It's time. It's still cold though. Yeah, but I'm running out of this thing called money. Oh, yeah. That that, <laughs> that really prevents you from getting shit done. I still have my, my uh, nest egg that I save, but it's, getting, it's time. So we're going to be talking uh, Elimination Chamber? Yes. Yeah, it was uh, very, very underwhelming. You got to see it. I was on the road for it. That's right. 
I watched that, took some notes. We'll talk about that. We have historical. Our historical segment is coming back. Oh, very nice. Yeah. yeah. So anything else you want to get to? Maybe uh, a beer? Oh, I brought back some beer. Hold on a second. Filibuster. I will filibuster. I have no idea what kind of beer Bob is getting. Very excited. He's taken out our whole studio. He's tripping. Boy, you tripping. But anyway, I want to go on record and say that Becky Lynch is my favorite wrestler. Period. I'm a big mark. I admit it. She's hot. She's great on the mic. And Bob's got beer. I can shut up now. Oh, and it's Virginia beer. From the Virginia Beer Company in Williamsburg, uh, Virginia. <laughs> Even got a price tag on mine. Free verse, yeah. <laughs> Two fifty a can that you could just pull off. Or thirteen ninety nine a six pack. Beer people purpose. I Cheers. S- I saw this place. From Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, by the way, I had an Arby- I went and ate at Hardy's down there. Yeah. Overrated. Oh yeah, I could have told you that. Terrible. Hardy's? Yeah. But across the road was this beer place with it looks like it was an old garage. And uh, fire pits and everything, the place was packed. Nice. Yeah, so I saw that, and I picked this beer up. Did you hear any banjos playing by any chance? Yeah, we're not that part in the South. <laughs> so this is called the Virginia Beer Company. That's the brand. It's Freeverse. It's an India Pale Ale. And it is a 6.8. Bob? Good enough. Ooh. All right, let's taste this. It's an IPA. Definitely. Woo! Hmm. Hmm. I like a little fruity undertone there. I like this. This is not bad. So there you go. Uh, Thumbs up. How many? Um, I'm gonna give it three. Bust a nut. Out of five. (laughs) Out of five. Bust the nuts. (laughs) Oh, what do you think of that? Liv Morgan. God, bust a nut at the elimination chamber. Even even in a full body suit, she is incredibly hot. That is insane. <clears throat> so, um, what's your rating on this? I'll give it three out of uh, three out of five. Three what? Busted nuts. Three busted nuts. Busted nut. All right. So, <clears throat> if you don't have anything else you want to get to, I'm going to get right into raw. If that's all right, Bob's going to go. read it. I'm going to read it. All right. So, raw was live from Indianapolis, Indiana, and it starts off with uh, with Lashley and MVP coming out and basically saying what they said last week that he will be. Walking out of the Elimination Chamber the same way he walked in, WWE Champion. Hmm. Interesting. Then Seth comes out and he says he's the only one that can beat Bobby Lashley. <clears throat> then Riddle, Austin Theory, and AJ Styles, they all come out and they say that they're going to beat Bobby for the belt. Riddle invites everyone to the RK Broga party except Seth Rollins. Then Lashley says that AJ isn't going to get his WrestleMania moment. <clears throat> Austin Theory is too green. And Bobby then says this to Seth. Have a listen here. Seth Rollins, if you are really a visionary, you will clearly be able to see there is no way you're winning this WWE Championship against me. I'm sorry, what was that? WWE. One more time, Bobby. I, I couldn't, I didn't follow you. What'd you say? WWE. Oh, the WEOE title. Bob, <laughs> that's the most coveted title in, in the company. That's ridiculous. The W-E-O-E title. You heard it here. 
All right, so then Brock Brock comes out dressed as a cowboy, and he puts his hat on Austin Theory's head, stands face-to-face with Bobby. Then for some reason, Austin Theory jumps on Brock's back. Brock immediately flings him off as everyone else clears the ring, including Riddle, who flings over the ropes, bypasses the apron, all the way down to the ground. Brock then takes Austin to Suplex City, followed by an F5. Brock then takes Austin Theory's phone, and Brock takes a selfie with it. Pretty nice. Did you see the selfie? I did see the selfie. It was pretty funny. It is funny. All right, so next we have our first match of the night, and that is the Street Profits versus the Dirty Dogs with Tommaso Ciampa on commentary. Who the hell are you? He dyes his beard now. Former NXT champion, the GOAT of NXT, and not even... Barely an introduction. He's dying his beard now. Yeah. There's no the gray is gone. Die beard? Yeah. Die beard. <laughs> call him die beard like a peacemaker. <laughs> what do you think of that? Like they nothing. No no entrance. He's got the best freaking entrance music in NXT. That's because they don't care about NXT. NXT is, de- is developmental. Nobody cares. Then don't even have him on the show. That's all I'm saying. So as the match went on, Dolph Ziggler is outside the ring and Champa gets up and Dolph fig super kicks. Champa and he flinches like a little bitch. Uh, Champa responds by throwing a red solo cup of water in Ziggler's face. This distracts Big Bob as Angelo Dawkins hits a spine buster. He tags in Montez Ford and he hits a huge frog splash for the win. And that frog splash was not that great. No, it, it did was, not look uh, good. Like Timina, he landed like feet first. But you gotta, I gotta admit, that's probably the first one I've seen. It is the first one that that's was not bad. Great, because they're all great. He's great, but that one was not great. Uh, then Ziggler super kicks Champa in the Prophet's attempt to help, but the dogs leave. Next, we have the RK Broga party, and Riddle gets everyone to chant Broga, Broga. And then we cut to Randy with Kevin Patrick, and he asks Randy why he's not at the Broga party. Randy says that he has to concentrate on his match with Seth Rollins. He says he's going to hit Seth with the three most destructive letters in sports entertainment. RKO. Yes. Oh, jeez. Then we are shown a recap of last week's segment with KO and Sonya. And they tell KO that he might not be at WrestleMania. And then KO went on about how much he loves Texas. And they can't do this to the fans of Texas. Then they uh, put up a Twitter poll asking if the fans think KO is lying about his love of Texas. And that poll was at 60.5% yes, 39.5% no. Okay. And uh, 100% over here, that doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, sh- uh, we're showing a video from earlier, and K.O. says that he was, he was lying last week, that he's from Quebec, where the people are informed and educated, like the people, not like the people of Texas, who are nothing more than a Bunch of redneck morons with a Texas drawl. He says, if North America was a human body, Texas would be its ass. <laughs> I can't do Kevin Owens. But no, he's uh, he's very unique. He then winks at the camera and says, howdy, partner. They're just setting up for Stone Cold at WrestleMania. <laughs> it is. Stupid. Stone Cold, I thought you were the smart one. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I can't do this no more. He's uh, 57, Stone yeah. Cold. Hasn't wrestled 
since 2005-ish. I thought he was smart enough to go and I'm doing my beer, God dang, I'm just drinking beer and making beer and doing television. Why the hell do I want to do this for? God dang. It's a good beer. It's a great beer. I like that beer. We've had the beer on the show. I'd drink it again if we had some. I would drink it if my place would effing sell it. Seriously? <clears throat> place down the road can get it, but I don't like going there because they have too much to choose from. Oh. I always spend like an hour. I'm like, hmm, what's this? And I read everything. Oh, cool. What's this? Ooh. Oh, shit. Time passed. It's I'm, been 40 minutes. I'm kind of sad I didn't bring more of this beer company back with me because there was like a whole bunch of different kinds. This is good. This is really good. It's I, smooth. It's not too hoppy. I'm going to have to travel down to Virginia again and get some more. This, yeah, is, this is good. Drive back next weekend, Bob, and just pick up a six-pack of this. All right? pick a, I'll pick up more than that. Like I said, it was only like 13 bucks for a six-pack. I mean, can't Bob, argue Bob with that. Bob comes back with a kegerator for the studio and a, a keg of this. We should have a kegerator in the studio. Oh, that's so dangerous. I know, but we have plenty of people to come over that could drink it. That's true. That is true. And you know what? Just uh, put a tip cup by the door. Five bucks. <laughs> Where the hell would we put it? Uh, well... We've got an old speaker sitting there. That's my amp. Yeah, we're I, not using it. I use it in the summertime. Okay, that's for, true. For music. Hmm. There's, there's, I do have a smaller amp that I could use. Yeah, there's spots out here we could put <clears> it. <throat> or we could just move your I amp. I can put it right there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is great radio. This is great radio, especially the more the more drunk we get. I think the better the show is. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I got to re-release the Money in the Bank. Cause money in the spank bank. We got so drunk and that we show was so blitz. offensive. <laughs> so offensive. We'll just show. add a new uh, add new tagline, kind of like I do with the Sheik. <laughs> Iron Sheik does not care about your feelings. I don't. Uh. Iron Sheik doesn't care about your religion. Iron Sheik doesn't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, so that takes us to our next match for the U.S. Championship between Damian Priest versus AJ Styles. Uh, Priest wins with a, with a roll up, Bob. Oh, yeah, a roll up. So they're sending uh, AJ Styles off, who's in a uh, uh, a WWE championship match at the Illumination Chamber, uh, losing clean to Damian Priest. This is so stupid. That's insane. That is insane. All right. <clears throat> now we are back with Alexa and her shrink. This is the last one, as it turns out. Alexa is looking more like the goddess than Harley Quinn. The doc says that despite the grocery store incident that last week was good for her, and Alexa says that for the first time in a long time, she's happy. Doc says that she's entitled to a gift. He then asks, asks Alexa what gift she wants. She says for the music to stop playing. There's some uh, violin music playing in the background. So he turns it off and says that he has another gift for her and starts to unzip his pants. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And he hands her the shredded remains of the actual Lily doll. So she's not done with this gimmick. Lily doll. Oh, fuck, I can't find it. Oh, da, da. <laughs> there you found it. <laughs> uh, hmm. He says, this is my gift to you. So you can be in peace. Alexa takes a deep breath and the doc holds up another Lily doll that has a zipper on the back of it. And he says... That he has an idea. Hmm. What do you think that's going to lead to? I don't know. But all I know is she's not done with his gimmick, which I was really desperate. That she, she kind of is. She kind of is. You know that uh, she won the uh, the Wrestling Observer News Worst Gimmick Award really? for last year. That's fair. Yeah. That's completely fair. We could do a whole show just doing those. But I will, she's not. Re- she's not. There's no more magic. 
right? I hope so. The makeup is more like how she was before she went. She met uh, what's his name? The he fiend. doesn't. He doesn't exist anymore. Yes, Bray Wyatt. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about her. So next we have Omos versus the Hurt Business. Who the hell are you? Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, Bob. They came out to the Hurt Business music. The tag on the TV said the Hurt Business. So they had Hurt Business gear. So I guess they're the Hurt Business. Oh. So <clears throat> they're going up in a handicap match against Omos. And Omos wins with the two-handed choke. All right, so now we have Reggie and Dana Brooke. So the only one in the Hurt Business getting hurt is the Hurt Business. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, it's yeah. the getting hurt business now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. At least they're a named tag team. I do miss that. Yes. They sh- They don't have a lot of named tag teams. Right, we got uh, the Street Profits, Viking Raiders. Los Lotharios. Oh, talk <laughs> about the Street Profits. Not, I mean, the Usos. The Usos. And the... Uh, their match at the Elimination Chamber. It was great. It was really good. All right, so uh, Reggie and Dana Brooke at a restaurant having dinner together when Tamina and Tazawa come in with sunglasses and a hat as they take a seat at a table to spy on them. And just before it says to be continued, we hear Dana say in the background, I can't believe I'm having dinner with my best friend. Oh, no. Friend zone. Friend zone. Then we get a Valentine's Day tip from power couple Chucky and Tiffany. Tip number 15, Bob. And it says, the couple that stays together slays together. Oh. I thought it was one in doubt, whip it out. That's what I thought. You know, I live my, my life by the, you know, what would they do in Blazing Saddles? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Except Mike is would be like <laughs> sorry, pal. Put that thing back. Okay. 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 New season of South Park. So far, meh. Very, very meh. Episode one, meh. Episode two, I liked it. Episode three, meh. I didn't watch that one yet. It's on H- HBO Max, right? Probably. Okay. I have it recording through uh Ah, uh, shoot. Through on Comedy Central. All right. All right, so back at the Broga party. The Street Profits join, and they are in full toga. Dawkins grabs a ping pong ball out of the Red Solo Cup and says that they want next game as he sinks the ping pong ball into another cup across the table as everyone again chants Broga, Broga. This is a live show, and he nailed that on his first try. Bob. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, so now we have the contract signing for the women's title. Uh, the women's title match at the Elimination Chamber between Becky and Lita. Oh, this was my favorite part of the night. Yeah, this was good. Becky comes out looking sad and wearing a baggy jean jacket that's all bedazzled and some baggy plaid pants and some Doc Martens. Oh, my God. She looks great. Oh, yeah, for sure. Becky pleads with Lita to call this off. Lita says she's here. Not for one more match, but for one more run. A championship run. Lita signs, and then Becky says this. You're pushing me, Lita. You're pushing me to a point that I don't want to go to and I don't think I can come back from. 
because you have no idea what I am capable of doing to keep this on my shoulder. I, I have studied your career closer than anybody and I know all of your weaknesses and don't think for a single second that I'm not afraid to go right for your neck. And you'll be the one who made me do it. Right now, right now, when people think of you, they remember you with a smile on their face. But when I'm done with you, they're going to remember you with a tear in their eye. How, she's so good, man. But uh, Bob seeing um, Alexa Bliss at the Elimination Chamber. See, it's not like crazy. It's not like Harley Quinn, like 100%. No, not really. But she still has some of those bad people gimmicks on. Yeah, but it's... Ooh. Oh! Oh! Code Red! It's a precarious spot. All right. So uh, she signs the contract, throws it at Lita, and then sulks off. This was, like, Oscar-worthy, in my opinion. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just mesmerized by Alexa okay. Bliss. All right. So next we have a women's gauntlet match to determine who will come in last. So starting off, starting us off is Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. Oh. Ripley catches Nikki as she attempts a crossbody off the second. Off the second rope and hits the Riptide, eliminating her. <clears throat> Next to come out is Liv Morgan, and Ripley hits a stiff super kick followed by the Riptide to eliminate Liv. Next up is Dewdrop. Ripley eliminates her with a terrible looking Riptide, bringing out Bianca as the next to take on Ripley. So during the match, we cut to a commercial and our next love tip from the power couple, Chucky and Tiffany. Tip number 762. Quote. Find someone who brings out the best in you. Back to the match. Oh, God. We really do in that. Bianca wins with a KOD. So Bianca enters last as Ripley and Bianca hug it out. Uh, we still don't know who the sixth woman is. We do now. It's Alexa Bliss. Spoilers. Then we have Alpha Academy breaking up the Broga party. Thank God. As Riddle is singing and playing a very, very out-of-tune guitar. Very badly. All right, so this is uh, here's the payoff for the restaurant uh, 24-7. It's fantastic. Yes, let's hear I it. I love it. Back at the restaurant, R-Truth is disguised with a fake oversized mustache as Reggie and Dana's waiter and asks if he can interest him in something of a zoo. I don't know. They recognize him and they get up to run off as, uh, as Dana fends off Tazawa and Tamina. And they get away as they are running off. The ref stops and starts eating some food. Some uh, Dana says, my best friend saved me again and kisses Reggie again on the cheek. Reggie then says that this friendship needs to needs it means the world to him. And then he asks Dana if they can take it to the next level. Oh, God. Dana says that she didn't mean to lead him on. And he's going to make some woman very happy someday. Oh, no. Poor man. Reggie is a gentleman about it. And he says he understands and extends his hand and says, friends, it is. And when Dana goes in to hug him, Reggie ducks, rolls her up as the ref counts. One, two, three, and new 24-7 champion. Take that. That was so cool. I loved it. Reggie says, friendship has its perks and takes off. Now our truth and Tamita and Tazawa come back and Truth says, oh, would you look at that? It looks like Cupid doesn't like the friend zone. Oh, Jesus. Then the manager comes over and hands her the bill and says, cash or card. Take that. <laughs> this is so good. 
So good. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Next, we have the Mysterios versus the Alpha Academy. But first, Chad Gable says that RK Bro cheated in the quiz bowl by asking the crowd for answers. Gable says he never had to cheat at anything in in his in his career, including his 4.0 GPA. Okay, I'm done with that. Enough. It's yeah. stupid now. Yeah, yeah. He then calls Dominic a cheater, and they show highlights from last week when Ray tripped the Miz. Then Miz and Maurice come out, as they will be on commentary. Then we have another tip from the power couple. Chucky and Tiffany, and it's tip number 97. Don't be afraid to put a ring around it. Oh, God. A <laughs> cock ring. A cock ring. <laughs> Back to the match. Ray and Dominic hit a 619 on Gable at the same time. Then Miz tries to interfere as Dominic goes to the top rope, but Dominic kicks Miz down and off the apron. Uh, then Ray jumps off the apron, hitting his balls to the chin senton move. <laughs> <laughs> balls to the chin senton. <laughs> what do you call it? That's what it is. It's, that's what it is. <laughs> Dominic then hits a crossbody onto Gable, who counters into a roll-up and a fistful of tights as Gable pins Dominic by cheating. Then Maurice gets in the ring and is shouting at Ray when from behind Miz tosses Dominic over the top rope and out. Then Maurice slaps the shit out of Ray as Miz hits the skull-crushing finale on Papa Ray. Cool. Talk. I'm going to take a drink. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this, Jesus. This is crap. This is crap. I, I, I don't know. Now we got to deal with the Miz and, and, eh. and freaking the Mysterios. I'm... I don't mind it. I'm tired of the Mysterios. I'm, I really this am. Is, here's where I'm at, Bob, between the two companies. I just take WWE for what it is. And that's it. I know this is them. This I, is what they do. This is what they do. I'm not expecting anything from them. And I just enjoy it. Fuck it. Who cares? Dynamite is where I go to for quality wrestling. Right? Yes. All right. Well, it's a, it's a different kind of wrestling. It is. I, I mean, it's there, very old school. There has been some really good stuff. So on WWE, mm-hmm. the last couple of Raws. Like I said, all, all the, the Becky stuff is great. Becky is leading this company. Yeah. She's, she's carrying the, it on her back, on it, her skinny Did they realize back. that the women's division is so much better than the men's? That's why they brought Ronda Rousey back. Oh, she's terrible. She is bad. I cannot. She is the complete opposite of what Becky is. All right. So what's next? Uh, oh. We're back with Alexa in the shrink, and the doc says he's sending Alexa on her way. He says that Alexa will be fine as long as she has Lily by her side? The hell? Oh, no. Alexa says that she doesn't have Lily, even though she's right next to her on the couch. She's gone. He says the stuffing of the original Lily doll are in the replica doll. And in a sense, her spirit is in there as well. Doc then says she's going to have a good life. And career as long as she has Lily by her side. I thought the whole point of this was her to get over Lily and to move on. Nope. No. Not at all. Oh, my God. Yep. She then gets up and restarts the Newton's cradle by her hand. No magic. And says she always wanted to do that. Really? You could have just go to any office supply store in the 90s and do it yourself? If you go back to the first segment of this, she starts it with her mind. Remember? Yes. With, with magic. And now the magic is gone. She then enters herself in the Elimination Chamber match. Oh, that's all you have to do? <laughs> that's it. I am now cured of my diseases. And I'm all, now in the Elimination Chamber. All I need is my doll. 
And that's what the problem was in the first place. <laughs> they did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> there was no point to any you of this. Sons of bitches. All right, so now on to the main event between Seth Freak and Rollins, all right? Versus Randy Orton. Seth sets up Randy for a curb stomp, but Randy counters with his patented power slam for a two count. Randy then goes for the draping DDT, but Seth counters with a roll-up for two. Seth then hits a super kick followed by a forearm shot to the back of Randy's head. Randy escapes Seth's stomp attempt again and hits the draping DDT, followed by an RKO. But then Alpha Academy comes out, as does Riddle. Uh, Randy goes to help out, and when he slides back into the ring, Seth catches him with the curb stomp for the win. That's a Monday Night Raw. Oh, we forgot the the last uh, uh, Valentine's Day tip. I did? Yeah. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Oh, (laughs) tip number 69. (laughs) And we'll be right back after this. On this day in wrestling history. Yeah. On this day in wrestling history, 1978, at Madison Square Garden in New York City, Bob Backlund defeats superstar Billy Graham with an atomic drop to win the WWF World Heavyweight title. He wins with an atomic drop? He also held that title way too long after that. An atomic drop? Yep, that was a finisher. That's old school there. So, in a bit of poetic justice, Graham's foot was on the bottom rope for the pin, but the referee didn't see it, as Graham used the ropes for leverage in his title win over Bruno San Martino. Very nice. In 1995, (coughs) Sid Vicious returns to the national wrestling scene for the first time since the infamous hotel brawl with Art Anderson in England, appearing on Monday Night Raw in Macon, Georgia, as the new bodyguard for Shawn Michaels. Ooh, nice. All right, this is going <clears throat> to the year 2000. WCW star Bill Goldberg appears on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno and states that he will put up $100,000 of his own money if WWF star Steve Austin will wrestle or fight him. Goldberg says that they can meet anywhere, even in a back alley. A few days later, Howard Stern asks Austin about the challenge, and Austin responded that they can wrestle when Goldberg makes it to the big leagues. <laughs> Many felt Goldberg came out uh, looking foolish with his quote-unquote challenge. Yeah, that was stupid. <clears throat> In 1992, WWF Intercontinental Champion Rowdy Roddy Piper defeated the WWF World Champion Ric Flair in a steel cage match at Niagara Falls, New York. It was a non-title bout. On this day in wrestling history. I love myself sometimes. Yeah, that's actually really good. That's really well produced. I had something completely different made up. Two versions of it, too. And I'm taking a shit. I'm like, huh... I wonder if I just did this and that, and it worked. It was much better. This is much better than anything <coughs> else. Yes, yes, this is good. I, I like this segment. It's not doesn't take too long to, to do it. No, not at all. I go to uh, PWI uh, Illustrator or Insider, one of the two, and they have you just type in the date, and they have all the shit. Very nice. There you go. All right. 
So I guess it's time for AEW. Dynamite! And uh, we're going to open up with a promo. CM Punk sits cross-legged in the center of the ring to kick off this evening's show. Uh, what do you have from that? I have from when I started recording it. Let's hear it. Uh, okay. Wait. No? It's, oh, it's under dynamite. Oh, that would help. Piper in Portland. So I go back into the vault and I think of these, these matches that I've had with legends. Matches that were hard. And the cage matches seemed like they were easy because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I've won more cage matches than I've lost. How you doing? And losing got me thinking of what are the toughest matches I've ever lost. And the ironic thing about losing a tough match is that's when you learn. Those are the lessons that I really retain because we need Max to learn some lessons. So I thought back on the toughest matches of my career, matches where I've literally left pieces of myself in the ring. And I think Piper in Portland, Piper in Portland, Max, you want to be tethered to Piper so bad, you're going to have to be tethered to me. And two days removed from the Hallmark holiday, Valentine's Day, I'm left without a Valentine and it's very poetic that I get to ask you the question, Max. Piper had his, now I have mine. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, will you? As he holds up a dog collar. Be my yes. Valentine. The crowd applauds. And I know Max is backstage right now pissing his pants because nobody wants to be in a dog collar match. Sometimes they take years off your life. I promise you they take years off your career, but that's the goal. That's the lesson you need to be taught, Max. So I'm going to ask you to come out here right now because there's one more thing I need to tell you, and I want to look you directly in your eyes when I say it. Oh, come on. Say it. I want you to take it all in, Max. And I want to leave you with this. Nope. This picture. <laughs> I don't know. Scarf is fake. Wow. You see it, Max? He's holding up a picture of. Uh, I'm sure you remember it well. He's holding a picture up yeah. of, of when he. Uh, when MJF met CM Punk at a meet and yes. greet when he was a kid. He was a little kid, and Punk is, uh, had long hair, too, back then. Good. And MJF is speechless for the first time in forever, it's which awesome. is hilarious. It's awesome. Possibly the greatest day of your life, and to me, it was Friday. Aww. Sunday, March 6th, Orlando, Florida, Revolution pay-per-view is going to be the worst day of your life, and to me, it's just going to be Sunday. The price you paid to see me on this day pales in comparison to the price you will pay on March 6th. The canvas I sit on is not going to be stained with your shitty spray tan. It's going to be stained with your blood. That was awesome. That was amazing. It's also why I used it in the show opener. Because it was so great. Hey, I'm critical of Punk. He's one of the best talkers of all time. I ain't taking that away from him. At all. And, you know, 
MJF just drops the mic and, and leaves. And he's right about his spray tan. It's yeah. very shitty. Yeah. It's very bad. You know who else has a really shitty spray tan? The Young Bucks. And you want to know who else else has a shitty spray tan? Kenny Omega. And who else 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 else? Adam Cole. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Look at Adam Cole's hands. They were almost black. Like he was hiding them. He's like, oh shit, I didn't know my hands were so dark. My <laughs> face is so light. It's so bad. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this at Revolution. Yeah. This is gonna be great. Oh, I can't wait for Revolution. Revolution's next month, right? It's in like two weeks. Oh yeah, baby. I can't wait. So let's go to our first match tonight. Let's Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. Um who? You know who he is. He's been on the show a bunch of <laughs> He's times. Fine. Brian Danielson vowed to teach Lee Moriarty violence. Last time he was having a nice conversation with him. That was, uh, what was that, last week when he was talking to yeah. him and uh, Matt Seidel? Do you remember that band called Violence? God, it's been... Yeah, I remember that. It's like 99, 2000. Man, that just kind of just brought you out of nowhere. I know. <laughs> Danielson strikes early, taking his opponent into a surfboard stretch before transitioning into a dragon sleeper. Moriarty fights out, takes a nasty chop, and then rocks Danielson with a drop kick. The American Dragon answers, downing his opponent and controlling the pace of the match throughout the picture-in-picture. Picture. I hate picture-in-picture. Picture. Pip. Just go to a commercial break. They do that, too. They'll picture-in-picture picture and then they'll break. Yeah, but that's only during women's matches. We talk about Charlotte for a second here, what she's wearing. She she looks like... She looks very, very stupid. She looks like she needs uh, she needs a butt flap. Yes, she looks yes. like an old, 100%. an old fashioned onesie sleep. Yeah, with the button, so you, you know, you, so you could just poop. Because back then you had to go to the to the outhouse, take a shit. Yeah, there's there's no other way to describe it. Just take a big old dump. Just you need the butt flap. I, I, I get they're in Saudi Arabia and you got to cover up. Yeah, you know, they're not allowed to show anything. But uh, Becky looked great. Liv I mean, Morgan looked great. I mean, they had to ban water bottles out of the arena because they were throwing water bottles at the women two events ago. Are you fucking serious? No. The women are coming out and they throw Wait, water bottles at them. You're not serious or you are serious? I am serious. Oh, my God. I'm 100% serious. So, Saudi Arabia, there you go. But the only one who doesn't look stupid is actually Ronda Rousey because she's wearing <clears throat> a gi with a black belt on it, which is what she actually wore. That's what she wore when she won the bronze medal. In the 2008 Olympics. Yeah. Instead of these stupid onesies. She does look cool. I'll give her that. She has no makeup on. Zero. Ronda Rousey. You have makeup? You die. <laughs> yeah, is that, no, no. They, their women have makeup on. Oh, that is not makeup. We don't know. We, we don't recognize it. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, she puts on makeup. She dies. <laughs> we take you back and we feed you to the, gal to the alligators. Oh, man. So back for picture, picture. With their legs locked and their bodies contorted in headstands, Moriarty and Danielson throw punches at each other's torsos, and the fans go wild. <laughs> Danielson transitions into a label lock, but Moriarty fights to the ropes. A stiff right to the face of Moriarty awakes, awakens him, but a rolling elbow stuns him once more. Stuns him. Moments later, he's caught. he catches his opponent with a running knee, knocking Moriarty out. Cool. Well, Danielson then stomps on his face and then applies a triangle sleeper and the referee calls for the bell. 
All right. And that's that, that's the win for him. Hey, I have a question for you. I was trying to think of the name of this move. All right. Say you got someone. Say you're on sitting on someone's shoulders. They fall all the way back, but you still have their legs, right? Right. And then you slam them face first onto the mat. What is that called? There's a name for that. The so Alabama what, slam? That's it. God damn it. It was, it was killing me. I couldn't think of it. That was uh, that was uh, Hardcore Holly's finisher. Yes. By the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Alabama slam. Yes. Yep. Oh. The the maneuver that uh, Drew McIntyre tried to kill someone with. Yes, he did. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> After the match, Danielson uh, gets on the mic and he calls out Moxley and he's demanding an answer for his proposition for him to join a group together. Demanding. Let's hear it. Little over a decade ago, I was a lot like that Lee Moriarty kid. I was a lot like a lot of the kids in the AEW locker room. I was young, I was angry, I was poor, I had nothing to lose, and I took a shot at taking down the great American dragon, Brian Danielson. We're at a little indie show in Chillicothe, Ohio. You were late. Your flight was delayed because of the weather. So they sent Tracy Smothers out to the ring to vamp with the audience for about 45 minutes. And so finally I went to the ring and then you pulled up in the back of the building already in your wrestling gear and you got out of the car and you walked through the kitchen to the ring, stepped through the ropes. It's the first time we met and I stood face to face, eye to eye with the man they called the best wrestler in the world. And I gave everything I had that night. I went balls out. I fought tooth and nail. But I came up short. But getting a taste of the best just made me meaner, just made me angrier, just made me want it more. And over the years, I had more shots at Brian Danielson. And every single time, I came up short. In fact, I have never beaten Brian Danielson. It's true. So when you showed up in AEW, everyone else was scared. Everyone else was intimidated by the greatest wrestler that ever lived. But I was excited. Finally, I would get a chance to put the one hat on my wall. I've never got to put up there. I would get a chance to slay the one dragon I could never slay. No pun intended. The American dragon. But as it turns out, Brian Danielson doesn't want to fight me. Brian Danielson wants to join forces with me. And I was listening to you a couple weeks ago. I listened to every single thing you said. I'm not gonna lie, I got to thinking how awesome it could be. All the arms we could snap, all the skulls we could cave in, we could create a dream team, a dynasty of unmitigated, pure wrestling violence. Unmitigated goal. And then I got to thinking, just, just like you were saying, not just about the destruction we could cause, but about what we, what we could create. The young guys we could take along with us. Giving something back to this business, giving something back to AEW, the legacy we could leave. And I'm not gonna lie, no matter how hard I tried, 
I couldn't think of one good reason to say no. Just say no. Say no to drugs. Listen to Nancy Reagan. But then I got to wonder, and I wonder maybe is the only reason Brian Danielson wants to stand side by side with me because he wa- doesn't want to find himself in the one place nobody in AEW wants to find themselves standing across the ring from John Moxley. Because he knows I would do to him what I've done to everybody else they've put in front of me for the last three years. And that's save your opponent from the ring explosion. (laughs) And if that's the case, well, then I've already beaten Brian Danielson. So which is it? Does Brian Danielson want to be my partner because of what we could create? Or because he doesn't want to get destroyed? Let's find out. I'll leave it up to you, Brian. I'm not saying yes. But I'm not saying no. Are you done? I'll leave it up to you. Brian, I am not that young kid from a decade ago, and seeing as how, for all intents and purposes, we are meeting each other for the very first time here in AEW in 2022, I'll tell you this. I don't stand side by side with nobody till I bleed with them first. Damn. Damn, I'm excited. Damn. So at Revolution, they're going to fight, and we're going to see some action. And we just saw some uh, future... Storytelling. F-L-T-S-T. Oh, God. Future long-term storytelling by... Uh, Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss. He was wearing a neck brace in one of his uh, skits on SmackDown. <laughs> hey, what do you know? Little did we know that Drew McIntyre was going to try to <laughs> kill him. going to take him up on that. But this time, not with a sword. Crikey! That's a great idea! I'm going to break your neck. All right. So let's go to match number two. Wardlow versus Max Caster for the face of the Revolution qualifier match. Despite the acclaims cheating, Wardlow wins after hitting a pair of power bombs. We huh. really don't need to go into this match that much. Do you want to hear his rap? Let's hear it. All right. Listen. Listen. Yo. If Wardlow thinks he can beat me, he crazy. Acclaim beating brothers down more than the baby. Look at him, I'm not tripping. He's overrated like Nashville hot chicken. I'm not the guy to be fighting. I knock you out. First round like the Titans. And we all know the sitch boy. You're not a man, just MJF's bitch boy. Nice. Yeah. Not one of his better ones. Not one of his better ones, but still good. Hey, <clears throat> did we skip past Keith Lee, or is that later on? That's that's later on. I didn't even write that down. I have it. Let's, uh, let's play it after this. All right. So, after the match, Anthony Bowens attacks Wardlow, but is quickly dispatched. So, Wardlow celebrates, and Sean Spears enters the ring and attacks the acclaimed with chairs. Yeah, well, you, he's I, the chairman. And you can tell Wardlow is just sick of this. 
He's just sick of just this He's happening. telling stories with his face. Yeah, and it's great. I love it. He doesn't have to speak. He just has to... He just, his facial expressions are great. That's it. So... He must work them out. So now we're going to play Keith Lee. Oh. Let's hear it. It was only a matter of time. The anticipation was essentially tangible. The Limitless One has arrived in AEW. And with the arrival comes... The qualification for the face of the revolution ladder match. And it's so fitting. As the first person to qualify, this is the one instance where you don't save the best for last. It is the first and best and the new face of the revolution. It is yours truly, the limitless one, Keith Lee. And when I tell you I'm coming here to make a statement, phase one is done. The ladder match is phase two. And when I'm done with that, the TNT Championship shall be mine. Nice. Nice. Forgot how good he was. He he's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. So good. He's got that elegance to his voice. We like, bask in his glory. Like royalty, if you will. Apparently that bask in his glory came from uh came from Dusty Rhodes. Because he said he had a a aura you oh. could just bask in. Oh. So there you go. Bask in his glory. For he is limitless. So now, out to the ring comes Hangman Adam Page, and he's going to cut a promo. And Jay's going to play whatever he has of it. Um, Let's see here. It could be Cole Hangman? It is. Well, Adam Cole comes out later. All right. But here we go. All right. Well, honestly, I'm, uh, I'm surprised. Hangman Adam Page. First of all, Nashville, if you could do me a favor. And please give a very warm round of applause to our AEW world champion. Because, Hangman, you've been in some battles, my man. I mean, think about the battles he's had with, with Brian Danielson. The war that you had with Kenny Omega to win that very championship over your shoulder. And honestly, speaking of war, that Texas death match last week was one of the craziest that I've ever seen against one of the biggest and baddest men that AEW has to offer, and you retained that title. Tony, get the hell out of my ring. That ain't cool. You have earned the right to call yourself the AEW World Champion. Now I, I've also been a world champion everywhere that I've gone. But right now you are the champion, so it's a shame that that championship reign is gonna have to come to an end pretty soon. You know, I, uh, I often wonder how it must feel for you to leave and watch from the distance as your friends built a wrestling empire without you. And, it, and I wonder if now it, it must feel weird being in the ring with your Bullet Club buddy, with your Ring of Honor roommate, standing in the ring with the AEW World Champion, looking at this belt and knowing it's the only world championship you will never hold. Damn. Hangman, that, that's funny that you bring up friendship. That's really, really ironic. Because let's talk about friendship for a minute. 
Uh, let's talk about Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. Uh, because I haven't heard them say your name in weeks now. Or even better, how about the Dark Order? I mean, that's supposed to be your crew, right? You haven't been associated with them for months. So truth be told, what kind of friend are you? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm not perfect. Adam Cole is great. And uh, really, when I think about it, I don't know that you have the best record with friendship either, do you? So sure, yeah, I have some regrets, and I've made some mistakes. And the more you talk, the more I'm thinking that. Getting into the ring with me tonight might be... Oh, oh Jesus. Hey, hey, come on. Stop come on. this. Okay, Stop listen, this. Hangman. Stop this. I, I just watched it. I just watched it. I didn't get to watch it. I just saw pictures. Oh, my, oh my God. I thought he just broke his... Um, I thought Matt Gatvoss just had his neck broken. Wait for the slow-mo replay. Just, we just, do they have a slow-mo after this? Yeah, it's not good. He finished the match, man. and I didn't see anything in the news. Like, look, Corbin's over there. He's like, yeah, dude, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, they, and, and they're doing a chase around. Do you think that uh, was a part of it, or is that just improvised? Then he just ger released German suplexes on the outside. Oh, my God. Drew McIntyre gives zero fucks about his, <laughs> his Oh, and he just clubbed him on the back of the neck. What the hell, man? Oh, my God. Tell me he's going to slam him through this table. He tries, but watch. He, he fucks up. He slips. Watch this. Oops. Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Drew McIntyre can suck sometimes. Oh yeah, he could be really good, and then he could really just you know Hoover wow. vacuum all over the place. This was the most dangerous wrestling I've seen in a long oh, time. Here's the slow mo. Watch, watch his neck. Watch. Oh, oh no! Oh. oh man, I thought we just saw Christopher Reeves for a moment. Oh shit. <laughs> That's is, is that a dated reference? Are people going to understand that, Christopher Reeve? Our our target audience is uh they're around our age. Okay, so you're gonna they're gonna understand that he played Superman, got thrown off a horse, and was a paraplegic for the rest of his life. Yeah, that dude, that was tough, dude. Oh, oh my god! All right, just restart that. Oh, well, yeah, hang man. I'm just being frank with you, okay? Because I've known you for over ten years. I've known you for over a decade, and you've become an unbelievable professional wrestler and an unbelievable world champion. But now, Hangman, I'm here. I'm here in AEW. And truth be told, now that I'm here in AEW, or any time we've been in the same promotion together, you've always just been known as uh, the other Adam. Wait, 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 stop, stop. Hangman, seriously, stop, stop. Listen to me, listen to me, okay? Seriously, look, look me in the eyes. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I have nothing but love, respect, and admiration for you. Aww. If I could share the ring with anybody here in AEW, it would be you. That's what I think about you. Uh, so trust me when I tell you, someday we are gonna fight for that AEW World Championship. And when we do, it'll be man to man. Me and you for that very title. Mono, oh mono. And when that day does come, filled with respect, may the best man win. He's such a dick.
He's so good at playing a dick. He's he's great. So oh. Cole leaves the <clears> ring, <throat> and as he's leaving, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly attack Hangman. I'm just gonna superplex him. Oh my god! And people are cheering. Is he going to die? Cut off his head. Oh my god! Jesus Christ! So Cole returns the ring to help with the beatdown. Yep. Security attempts to stop it, but it takes the Dark Order coming out to break it up. Security tries to hold back number 10, and he just decides to <laughs> toss go. every man aside. He goes crazy. And, uh... Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. now we go to Britt Baker, who's backstage with Tony Schiavone. And Crease. Ooh. Sensei Crease. All right, coming up, no disqualification. Mercedes Martinez against Thunder Rosa. I've said this before. No DQ... No rules, no excuses. And no losing. Got it? Remember why I brought you here, Mercedes. So finish the job and finish Thunder Rosa. And then it's undeniable. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is officially the most powerful female in all of professional wrestling with the best squad and the best sensei. Whoa. <laughs> I know my job. It's time to murder a bitch. <laughs> so what if she loses? You know what to do. Finish her. No mercy. No mercy. Yes. Uh, so good. Mercedes Martinez is the worst. And that match, and that should have been played before the Mercedes Martinez match. But we're not going to do that. We're going to go to match number three. I have to go kill a bitch. Which is the next match? I have uh, the mic. <laughs> That's all I can think. What's worse, Mercedes or Maurice? Oh, uh, you. I could be Maurice the steer. <laughs> At least she's super hot. <laughs> Mart- Martinez is not. So, match number three. Santana and Ortiz versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Oh, yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre took a swing at Corbin with the uh, with the, with the sword. Oh, God. He tried to cut his head off. And they would have liked it in Saudi Arabia. It's Saudi Arabia. Hey, what are you going to do? Even the ref is in a full body suit with an oversized ref <laughs> shirt on. So- this is... I hate them. Oh, not, not really. I don't know them. But I don't know them. But you guys it, suck. That's just whatever. <laughs> you suck. I'm whatever. Sorry. I'm sorry. The way you treat women is is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I agree on that one. Sorry, not sorry. So the dissension within the inner circle continues this week as Chris Jericho, Jake Hager take on Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Making matters more tense, we have the return of Eddie Kingston, who is in the corner of Proud and Powerful. He looked good. He looks good. He looks healthy. Yeah, he does. Ortiz finds himself isolated, cut off from, uh, cut off, and for a long time of this match, good portion of this match, he's cut off. Yeah. Eventually, he gets a hot tag to Santana, who gets a comeback going with the duo. Duo cut off a line insult, and Santana delivers a Russian leg sweep from the middle rope. Yeah, they they just grab the rope. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's cool. The the Santana Ortiz hit the street sweeper okay. to Jericho, and they get a near fall. But Jericho responds moments later by catching Santana in a cannonball attempt and applying on the lion tamer. But Santana does get out of it. Yeah. Well, then Eddie Kingston gets on the ropes and Chris Jericho attacks him. That causes a distraction, allowing Santana to get the victory after hitting a spinning lariat. 
Cool. And after the match is over, Jericho attacks Eddie Kingston. Nice. So that's that's the next uh, yeah. program for them. So this this looks like the end of AEW's strongest faction they've ever had. Dude, Ron Simmons looks like the coolest person on the planet. Damn. Right. Oh, I'd like to drink Damn. beers. I'd like to drink beers with him. He is such a cool dude. <clears throat> Did you see the one uh, when he's with the Hardys and what's her name's just putting water on her? And he comes back and he, he's like this really hot chick. And he's yeah. like, it's like <laughs> Damn. 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 So good. It's awesome. The, now, good old, the good old days, Bob. The good old days. Now we go backstage. We're Adam Coles with the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. Brandon, you rolling? We're live, pal. Boys, we really beat the hell out of Hangman. Um, Bucks, where are you guys at? Yeah, yeah. where were you guys? If, if we beat up Hangman, it'd be like beating a dead horse at this point. Anybody but him. Right, Who doesn't want to beat up a dead horse? We're over yeah. there. Please. Been there, done you? that. Yeah, Been you, there, done you, that. Guys, just let it go, okay? Because the next couple of weeks, they are a huge, huge couple of weeks for the elite, right? In two nights' time, I'm going to whoop Ten's ass all over that ring. And then Jay White, he's going to beat the hell out of Trent Beretta. And next week on Dynamite, one of two tag team battle royals they are starting to crown two number one contenders for those championships. And it's going to be a triple threat tag team championship match at Revolution, boys. Yeah, I think next week sounds like a good time to pick up a W and get our belts back, right? Maybe Red Dragon wins the first one, and then you guys still have a chance for the second. We have a chance. You think you're so funny? Kyle, where have you been anyway? I haven't seen you in weeks. I was nominated for Father of the Year award for having my first baby. Oh, you had a baby. That's real cool, man. I have have two of those. Congratulations. I have three. Guys, you all have beautiful children. I have All of you, okay? And this group... This faction that we have, it's all so beautiful. We can't be stopped. We've got to get on the same page. Hey, right, we're cool. We're cool. Hey, we'll see you next week in the Battle Royale. Good luck. Hey, we'll see you there. Yeah. Where are you? Let's go. Yeah. Which way are you going to go, Cole? Shut up, Brandon. Turn the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, because uh, the Bucks went left, the Red Dragon went right, and he's like, uh, uh, which way do I go? I think this leads to, um, at that, uh, coming up for Revolution, it's going to be a three-way match for the championship, and I think Bucks and Red Dragon are going to both be involved. I'm cool with that. Yeah, that would be great storytelling right yeah. there. Taking out Jurassic Express, please. Please. Where have they been? Yeah. I have not seen the tag titles. Where are the tag titles, Jay? I haven't seen them since they won it. That's correct, because they haven't done a shit with them. So what are we doing here? They win the titles and then disappear? Yeah. That's some WWE shit right there. That is some WWE shit. Don't, don't, like don't do WWE shit. So let's go to match number four. Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa in a <sighs> no disqualification match. <laughs> this fight spills to the crowd before returning to ringside when Mercedes Martinez drives Thunder Rosa through a table. Rosa recovers and takes Martinez, Martinez down with a hurricanrana <laughs> from the top rope. Martinez? Yeah. <laughs> The back-and-forth, unrelenting action of this match continues with Martinez delivering a German suplex from the top rope, folding Rosa in half on the mat. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said folding her in half like a taco, and I realized how how bad that sounds. Jesus Christ. So I heard something while I was down in down in Virginia. Uh, the jelly bean company branch yes. came out with taco truck jelly beans. Huh. Ones that taste like margaritas, carne asada, beef tacos, huh. jelly beans. Huh. Hey, 
No, we got, speaking of tacos, we, uh, on a whim, you know, because I'm crazy, I bought the uh, the bold cheese-flavored taco shells Yeah, <laughs> Stop and Shop. <laughs> I love Mexican food. What can I say? Oh, I love- It's my favorite. I could eat Mexican food all day. It's so look good. Look how effing cool Becky Lynch is right there, man. They both look good. Yeah, Lita looks great. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Rosa fought through the pain and uses steel chairs that Mercedes brought herself into the ring, driving Mercedes headfirst into them for the win. Cool. After the match is over, the two opponents show a sign of respect for each other, but are interrupted because Britt Baker emerges from the back. And then she watches from ringside as Jamie Hayter and Rebel beat down Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. That was good. The heels stand tall as Baker has now severed her ties with Mercedes. Good. No, that means Mercedes and Thunder Rosa are going to team up. God damn it. Now we go to a small vignette, and that's Malachi Black. Wicked hands suffer the unholy fires. Unholy fires. Because violence begets violence. Begets violence. That's why when they put their hands on me, snakes coiled around their arms and daggers pierce their skin. Pierce their skin. And that's how they brought forth Mr. King. All by my own design. Because violence creates through destruction. And when that fire of destruction extinguishes, there is nothing left but ash. And from ashes, new things grow. But no violence can truly create without judgment. Judgment. Who are we waiting for? Mystery. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. All right. <clears throat> now we go to another promo with Jay White. Bitch. Everybody is talking about Switchblade and Jay White without me beating Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Championship. Maybe Kenny would have stayed in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And if Kenny had stayed, there would be no AEW. So AEW... You're welcome. I'm the leader of Bullet Club. I am the catalyst. I am the man that in two nights time on Rampage against Trent will show all of AEW how to breathe with the switchblade because it's still my era. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Dude, I like him. He's great. He is real good. Did you uh do you think they're doing this on purpose that, that him and Adam Cole say, in two nights' time. Yeah, I think that's a thing. They're like trying to tie them together by the way they talk, maybe. Well, they were the Bullet Club <clears> together. <throat> yeah. So, yeah. The Bullet Club? The Bullet Club? Bullet Club? The Bullet Club? <laughs> so, now let's go to match number five. That's... Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. Yeah. And the crowd is really into this one, as there's chance for both the champion and the challenger. Nice. Early back and forth allows Sammy get, to get the upper hand early as he downs Allen during a during the break and controlling the action. At one point, he attempts a moonsault, but he lands on his feet, injuring his knee. We get back from break, and Sammy delivers a Spanish fly from the top rope, but upon crashing into the mat, he tweaks his knee further. The injury allows Darby to seize control, and he locks on a figure four, but the champ gets out. Allen almost gets the win, 
he lands a float over stunner that sends Guevara to the outside. Allen dives, and that dive attempt is countered by Guevara by striking Allen to the ground with a cutter. Bryce Remsburg, who is the referee, gets distracted by Sting, and then the sudden appearance of Jose at ringside. Andrade El Idero appears from the crowd. He crotches Allen on the top rope and strikes him in the head with a tablet. Guevara, who was passed out, unaware of what happened, grabs Dante or <laughs> Darby. <laughs> they all have D's and delivers the GTH for the win. Nice. After the match is over, Matt Hardy hobbles out of the back because he looked like he was hobbling. Yes, he did. And he attacks Darby. Guevara chases Hardy off, but he's struck in the back with a tablet <clears throat> by Andrade oh. El Idolo, who breaks the tablet. Andrade grabs the title belts holds him in the air, and he leaves holding the belts as the show ends. That's AEW Dynamite. I couldn't resist. So good. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so what's next here? Uh, what is next? Just do Rampage. Let's go to Rampage. Rampage was good. Rampage was it's it's kind of always good. Sometimes it's not. Who knows? All right. So Rampage starts off with Adam Cole, Baby versus Dark Orders number ten, Preston Vance. Uh, Cole starts working on Ten's knee with the with the brace on it by slamming it into the ring post. This causes the brace to start to come undone. Cole then throws Ten outside the ring and slams the injured knee into the steel steps. Back in the ring, Ten goes for a running pump kick, but his knee fails him, and Adam Cole hits a running kick of his own. During picture-in-picture, picture, uh, Cole continues to target Ten's knee. Ten gets in a spine bust. He gets in a spine buster on Cole, but Cole gets the upper hand and goes for that Panama sunrise. Oh, let's see. But Ten counters with a back toss, followed by a thunderous clothesline by Ten as Adam Cole lands very awkwardly on his neck. That's what I was getting to before, Bob. Oh, it, it looks bad. It looked bad. It looks bad. Come on, guys. But he appears to be okay. Uh, Ten throws Cole across the ring and then hits a running knee to Ten's head. And uh, then goes for the Panama Sunrise again, but Ten counters with a spear for a two count. It's a good uh, counter for that. It is a good counter. I like it. After a couple of attempts, uh, Ten locks in the full Nelson, but Cole forces them into the corner right on top of Ref Aubrey. As Cole hits a low blow, followed by the boom for the win. The win. <clears throat> Love it. All right, that's going to lead us right into our next match between Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin in a face of the revolution qualifier match. Dante goes for a springboard move, but Hobbs knocks him off and onto the apron. Hobbs then runs full speed, sending Dante flying off the ramp into the Oh, I'm sorry, off the apron and just to the foot of the ramp. Nice. That was a long, a long way to go. Hobbs then throws Dante back and through the ropes. Then Hobbs, uh, Keith Lee's Dante, sending flying almost turnbuckle to turnbuckle. Twice. I think uh, Keith Lee calls that, it's something with Back to the Future. When he, when he you know, when he flung, uh, what's his name from, uh, was it Street? No, not Street Profits. Private Party. Private Party. Private Party. Yeah. I don't know what he calls it's it. It's something with Back to the Future. <clears throat> so back from Pip, Dante hits a twisting tornado senton onto Hobbs outside the ring. That was nice. Uh, 
Dante then rolls Hobbs back into the ring and hits an absolutely stunning missile dropkick on Hobbs for a two count. He got so high with this thing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. It was absolutely amazing. That gets air. He gets air. Yeah. He's the equivalent of Montez Ford. Oh, yeah. They both can yeah. get some serious they're so, air. They're so good. But Dante just couldn't overcome the power of Hobbs as he hits a huge spine buster for the win. And I mean huge. Talk about airtime. Then Matt Hardy and the bunny interrupt Jade in Smart Mark. Matt issues a challenge for Jade to defend her TBS title against the bunny next week on Dynamite. Matt says that this is a money match. They, uh, they accept, and Jade says that she is money, and she even smells like money. Ooh. And she's wearing a uh, money suit. Yes. I saw a, a photo shoot with her recently wearing that money suit singlet. It reminded me of the old uh, Riddler. Okay. But she had dollar signs. He had question marks, but, you know. Are we talking... Um, <clears throat> we're talking... Adam West. Adam West. What was his... Th- He's dead, that guy. The yeah. guy who played the Riddler. Yes. Most people on that show are dead. Yes. Yes, they are. Except for Burt Ward. Burt Ward, yeah. Burt Ward? Old dick. You know what he does now? He owns a dog food company. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The more you know. I can, uh, my life's complete now. All right. Next, we have Serena Deeb in her five-minute rookie challenge as she takes on Angelica Risk. Deeb wins with this Renity Lock. No surprise there. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind, Bob, filling in some airtime. Oh, I got to fill in some airtime. So we're watching Elimination Chamber, uh, and right now Lita is beating down on Becky. And uh, this so far has been a surprisingly good match. I thought it was going to suck. It was probably the best match of the night. Spoilers. Don't give too much away. All right. So next we have uh, Jay White and Trent Beretta in the Rampage main event promo. Welcome back to Rampage. Jay White, you walked through the forbidden door and you attempted to destroy Trent Beretta. Why? 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 Because when you're me, you can do what you want. When you're me, you can show up where you want you see the entire professional wrestling world is talking about one man and that's the man standing right here that's me that's jay white now some people are familiar with me others have been living under a rock but trent's very familiar with me best friends are familiar with me chaos is familiar with me now why am i here i'm here to dispose of trent in an act of good faith to adam cole the Young Bucks, and the Elite, I'm going to remind Trent that it's still my era. Is he done? I I hope so. Jay. I hope so. Welcome to AEW. Welcome through the forbidden door. Tonight, I am slamming that door in your knife pervert face. (laughs) Right now. Done talking. Let's go. Well, it looks like there's been enough talk. Let's go, Jay. Come on. For the main event. All right, two things here. He said, Jay White, that it's still his era. Another link to Adam Cole. So good. I like it a lot. All right. Not sure what a knife pervert face is, though. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. I I like it. Yeah, I like it, too. All right, so uh, Trent hits a springboard moonsault. To the outside on Jay, but Jay does a piss poor job of catching him as Trent hits the ground. 
Jay then hits a uh, flatliner followed by a German suplex with a bridge for a two count. Trent hits a running missile dropkick on Jay while he was lying on the apron, sending him out. Trent then goes for a spear, but Jay hits him in, hits him with a knee. Jay then underhook suplexes Trent onto an opened steel chair and into the barricade. Back in the ring, Trent hits a half-and-half half suplex, followed by a running knee to the face for a near fall. Trent hits a pile driver and goes to set up for a uh, the strong zero, but Jay counters with a blade runner for the win. It's Rampage. Love it. Nice. Love it. All right, so what's next here? Oh, uh, Elimination Chamber. Oh, we're going to go over Elimination Chamber. Jay, inform us about <coughs> this recent event on a Saturday in the middle of the day in Saudi Arabia. And I was home and had shit to do, and I watched it and ordered a cheese a cheesesteak from La Fontana, and it was really good. Sounds good. I mean, we kind of covered some of this already. But uh, match one of the Elimination Chamber was... Uh, the Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Goldberg. Uh, not, nothing great in this match. Goldberg hit a couple spears and Roman counters the jackknife attempt with the guillotine, choking out eventually Goldberg. As he did, he fought for a bit. But how long was his match? Was uh, it over five minutes? I would say it's about five minutes. That's all Goldberg can do. Yeah. Yeah. He cut his head, too, on, on the top of his head. A little boo-boo. All right, the second match was uh, the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Nikki Ash and Liv Morgan start, then Dewdrop, then Rhea Ripley. Uh, Nikki scaled defense as Rhea went after her and knocks her off the cage and hits a riptide on Nikki, eliminating her for the first one. Next in is Alexa Bliss, looking great. Liv Morgan counters Dewdrop, who is in the Vader bomb position, and power bombs her down to the mat as Dewdrop's head bounces off the mat and she's eliminated that looked terrible that was not meant to happen she was in pain and i was a little worried about a little dew drop there oh boy hopefully she's all right now bianca comes in and her and ripley hit simultaneous delayed suplexes on alexa and Liv. alexa eliminates Liv morgan with twisted bliss Alexa goes for a ddt on ripley but bianca clotheslines alexa and she goes down but still hits the ddt Bianca then hits KOD on Ripley, eliminating her, and sits down. And it's down to Alexa and Bianca. Bianca wins with the KOD. So it looks like Bianca versus Becky at a at um WrestleMania. Oh yay! I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean it should be really good, but Hope, still, hopefully they do right by Bianca this time. Yeah, she doesn't get uh, you know, like a chump. Yeah. You know? Becky explained that. Like they, they, it, it had to happen that way for her to get immediate heat. It makes sense, but I don't think she has heat. The crowd still loves her. I know. I it know. didn't work. Not in Saudi Arabia. They booed the shit out of her. Well, they boo all women. That's true. Good point. <laughs> Silly me. If you give me water bottle and stones, we can make this a real good day. Yeah, fun pay per view day. We kill the women. You almost sounded for a second like um. What was it? Bloodsport, Frank Dukes, friggin' Jean Claude oh, Van Damme. God. <laughs> Frank Dukes! Frank Dukes! Ah, so we kill the women with the water bottles. So good. Match three of the night was Charlotte Flair versus Sonya Deville versus Naomi. Uh, her back. Uh, don't forget, who else was in this match? Oh, Ronda Rousey. With, yeah, uh, why did this have to happen? Yeah, with 
And she has to re- fight with one hand tied behind her back, as stipulated in SmackDown. Oh, God. Because uh, Sonya Deville has a arm injury because uh, Ronda Rousey put her in an arm bar. So uh, Rousey comes out, like we said, in the blue gi that she wore when she won her bronze medal in the 2008 Olympics. Michael Cole says that Ronda is a six-time black belt. Let that sink in. That's a lot of black belts. No, think, think, about, think about that. She's a six-time black belt, which would insinuate that she lost her black belt and regained said black belt. That's not how it works. Sorry, once you're a black belt, you're a black belt. Wow. You can, you can be like a sixth degree black belt? Well, maybe if she has black belts at different fighting styles. Eh, it's not yeah. what he was insinuating. Well, he's probably an idiot, so. Well, he, no, not probably. He is an idiot. He is an idiot. Anyway, uh, Rousey puts Sonya in an armbar, forcing her to tap out. Ronda and Naomi are victorious. But when this match started, immediately Sonya Deville rips off her sling Obviously. Yes. Match four, Drew McIntyre, which we talked about, versus Mad Cat Moss. No DQ. Oh, no. Uh, Like we said, Mad Cat got dropped directly on top of his head. Don't know how he didn't die. Drew tried cutting off Corbin's head with his sword. Drew wins with a Claymore. That was that much. Match five, Raw Women's Championship. Best match of the night, Becky Lynch versus Lita. Uh, Lita hit Twist of Fate and a Moonsault, but Bex kicked out and wins with the Manhandle Slam. Le- uh, Lita leaves with a standing ovation, Bob. That was cool. Very nice. And she is a woman. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I just watched her walk through the crowd and, and like shake people's hands. They yeah. love her. They like her. All right. It's this match six, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Usos and the Viking Raiders. The Usos attack the Raiders from behind, and they leave no match. What the absolute bloody fuck was that? No idea. That was them going, this shit is running too long. Just make it stop. Maybe, but no matches seem to go. I don't know, whatever. Who cares? All right, the main event, the men's elimination chamber match for the WWE, I'm sorry, the WEOW championship belt. Okay. Austin Theory and Seth freaking Rollins start us off. Then Riddle, Seth Rollins powerbombs Theory through Lashley's booth, injuring... Lashley's knee or head, as we find out, it's his head. And it's a work. Then out comes AJ Styles. And to this point, no one has been eliminated. So the next to come out was supposed to be Lashley, but he's injured. So Brock couldn't wait. And he kicks through the glass, the plexiglass uh, booth and starts pummeling everybody. I was reading that was not supposed to happen. Really? He just, on his own, broke through the, he was broke through the chamber. Well, he also has, like, I heard claustrophobia. Do you want to be caught in that little thing? So I think that every all the time I wouldn't I couldn't do that. So a giant alpha man with big muscles, but I've had enough of this, and he breaks it the hell down. So Brock F5's Rollins eliminated. Riddle F5 eliminated. It's announced that Lashley is in concussion protocol and will not be in the match. Styles F5 eliminated. Brock toys with Theory for a bit until Theory low blows Brock and hits a DDT for a one count. That's all the offense he got in. Theory then climbs the cage and is almost to the top. He's through. But Brock brings him back down to the top of the booth. Then Brock F5's Theory off the top of the booth to the outside of the ring. Oh, God. Holy shit. 
He he might have gotten injured. Yeah. It did not look good. No, it didn't look good at all. So uh, Brock pulls him back into the ring. He pins him, and he takes selfies with uh, with with Theory's phone. And that's the Elimination Chamber. It's uh, not great. So if you had to give it a uh, one out of five punches to the face, how many fi- uh, punches to the face would you give it? Hmm. Bob, it's a good question, and I would give it this many punches. Five punches? <laughs> yes. Nice. That's a that's really bad. I just saw on the TV Fred Flintstone with The Undertaker back in Flintstone times. <laughs> what in the hell is that? <laughs> let's rewind that, and let's see what the actual hell that was. Oh, my God. So, Undertaker's been around since the, since the Flintstones age. That's That's what I got out of that. All right, what do we got here? Kid uh, Rock, American Badass. American Badass. Very nice, very nice. Which is his worst era. Nice. Uh, they're playing uh, Sad But True. He's, he's dragging Hulk Hogan through the hallway behind a motorcycle. Oh, uh, Rikishi oh. off the uh, Hell in a Cell. And... Oh, Paul Bearer. More like Paul buried. That's fucked up. <laughs> I told you he did. This was a long, uh, long right. video. Here. Yeah, well, he's going into the Hall of Fame, so you got to celebrate him. There goes one of my news stories. Thanks, buddy. Hey, just do it again. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels, who lost most of his WrestleMania matches. It's true. It's a good point. Well, Johnny Taker, who lost most of his takeover matches. Oh, that's right. Still great though. Congratulations to Johnny Gargano on his kid being born. Yeah. Named him Quill after Peter Quill. Really? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. My God. Nerd. Nerd alert. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Jimmy Fallon can go fuck off. There he is on the Flintstones. Nice. There he is with Kevin Hart. Celebrity Deathmatch. Uh, remember those? I love Celebrity Deathmatch. Those match. were awesome. Hey. There you go. Ride the Lightning. It's a good album. By Metallica. I think it's their best album. Really? I'd go uh, Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets is really good, too. Yep. All right, so what's uh, news? Yeah. News. That's news. All right, news here. The Undertaker. I don't know if you if you if you knew this, Bob. <laughs> he will be headlining the Hall of Fame as he will be inducted at this year's WrestleMania. Long overdue. Long overdue for, for indeed, the dead man. The dead man. So, my first piece of news is Cody Rhodes' loss of booking power mm. is what led to his AEW departure. Aww. Sports Illustrated is reporting Cody Rhodes uh, will, in fact, be in WWE uh, due to, due to uh, his booking power being taken away from AEW. While Rhodes was never intended to overstay his welcome in the world title picture, one key factor that led to his exit was losing all his responsibilities in involving booking. That is the, a role where Tony Khan, who is the head of creative, has taken full reign. 
Originally, Rose was part of that process. As, a, as great as Dusty Rose was as a performer, his contributions as a booker are integral to the part of his legacy. For Rhodes, AEW represented another chance to pay homage to his father as a booker, as well as further his own legacy. Losing that opportunity in AEW hurt Rhodes more than any other loss suffered in the ring. Okay, um, have fun being stardust, dumbass. I mean, I'm sure you have some Cody Rhodes news, too. Do you have any? No, I just had that, you know, he's in talks with WWE, but Brandy's not. She's, yeah. She's not going. She's going to be a stay-at-home mom. That's fine. That's She should. But it's... um. Yeah, he's he's gone. He, he left. He was an EVP at one time. So it's very shocking that this happened. This is really, really yeah, big this news. Yeah, it's a big deal. And, uh, right. you know, they're saying a lot of people in WWE are calling this a win if they can get him to cross over. Yeah. But... Hey, it's it, good for it's good for the for, for wrestling, man. I yeah. don't I don't care. But it, it just seems like it'd be a bigger deal if it was say the Young Bucks leaving. Yes. Or Kenny Omega. Yes. But yeah. Cody leaving doesn't have the Oh my god, the world's ending. Nobody really cares that that he's not going to be in AEW. You I know, mean, it's a big deal that he's going to be in WWE allegedly. I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, part you of it, it was the booking. Part of it is he wanted a huge contract. I heard he wanted $3 million a year. Eh, what was he getting, like two? Maybe one five. Eh. Dude, he has another, te- he has two television shows you're besides a, this one. You're a millionaire. Yeah. What else do you want? You know, and then, you know, he, uh, it was the money, it was the booking, and it was one other thing. I don't remember what it was, but it was just like, okay. All right, so basically, AEW is uh, treating Cody Rhodes like this. Already pulled him Goodbye. out of the opening montage. He's gone. Already gone. All right. So, WWE knew that Bobby Lashley was unable to work at Elimination Chamber, so they worked a concussion angle into the match to write him out. Lashley is, is injured, and it, and it has nothing to do with his head. Lashley got hurt during his match against Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Lashley is going to be out for a few months and will miss WrestleMania. Oh, that's that's too bad. That sucks. I like Bobby Lashley. He's like, hell yeah, just you know, maybe take this time off to work on your mic skills a little bit. Yeah. Stop inventing titles. Hang out with uh hang out with uh MVP. Yes. Let him teach you mic. I mean, isn't that why he's there? Yeah, he's there to be his mouthpiece. Use him! Seriously. He's already there. Kenny Omega has opened up about his struggles with Vertigo and how it affected him. He began revealing that his problem with Vertigo all began in his match versus uh, uh, ok- Okada. Um, that was like in 2017. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he's Christ. had it in a long time. Five years. I remember when it happened. It happened on one of the back finals of the G1, the one where I just ended up in the finals going against uh, Naito. I had taken the Okada dropkick. It was a fluke thing. Okada does a real nice, high, pretty dropkick, as everyone knows, and he landed on the side of my head with his knee with from the dropkick. Oh, God. He does that dropkick with a moonsault out, and I bumped under him, and the name came down. He suffered, started suffering vertigo right after that. Jesus Christ. And he's, he wrestled for five years. Like, great. Yeah. Like, great wrestling. Like, he's one of the best of all time. With a vertigo. With vertigo. And doing everything he does. And my last bit is uh, Ray Phoenix will be back uh, next month. Oh, that's great news. After that hideous arm injury. Oh, that we all thought his arm was broken. But it wasn't, amazingly. Yeah. Apparently, he's Plastic Man. Yeah, my mom broke her arm. 
She just fell on concrete and it just broke her arm. He freaking goes and does a flip to concrete, has yeah. his arm bent backwards. Bends backwards. Nope. Nope. Now, my last bit of news, according to Kenny Omega, the war with WWE was Cody's idea. And also that their vision of AEW, and which is Kenny Omega and the Bucks, and Cody's was different. Kenny's, uh, stated Kenny is friends with the Bucks, while his relationship with Cody was always just professional. And that came from Kenny Omega in his interview with uh, the Wrestling Observer News. Okay. That's news. Yep. Let's do some ratings, guys. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. The best thing that WWE has ever come out with. Oh, yeah. This song. <laughs> Sorry. Ratings. Here we go. Raw on Sci Fi did 1.602 million viewers. Wow. That's up from last week's 1.387. Uh, they did a 0.44 in the key demo. This is up from last week's 0.33. Raw ranked number 18 on the night in viewership, and they ranked. Number one on the cable top 150. Good for them. This is Casey Kasem on the cable top 150. Because the Olympics sucked. I haven't watched one. You didn't miss stupid anything. Stupid second. It was terrible. The stupid Olympics. When you got the uh, women's hockey teams wearing N95 masks playing ice hockey. When you're doing the ski hey, jump. Fuck yourself. When you're doing the ski jump and in the background is a nuclear power plant. Go fuck yourself. It's stupid. All right, Dynamite. Not looking good. 869,000 viewers down from last week's 1.12 million. This is their lowest rating, Bob, of 2022. Oh, gosh. They did a 0.31 in the key demo, down from last week's 0.41. And Dynamite ranked number 39 on the night in viewership and ranked number three on the cable. Top 150, down from last week's number one. I couldn't find Rampage. So, maybe it did like 600,000. It's a little early, right? I think they come out on Monday? Maybe late uh, today, some, Sometimes it gets leaked out and I can get it, but I couldn't find it. That's ratings. That's rock out. Elimination Chamber sucks. Drew McIntyre sucks. He almost killed a man. Drew McIntyre can go F himself. Oh, yeah, he can have some really good matches, and this one sucks. Yay, yay, yay. Are we including the Elimination Chamber into our awards? No. Do you want to do a separate awards for Elim Elimination Chamber? Yes. Okay. <laughs> let's do it real quick. All right, let's go real quick. Best match. Uh, Lita versus Becky Lynch. Hottest female. Becky Lynch. Yep. Hottest male. Drew McIntyre. Mad Cat Moss, <laughs> baby. Mad Cat dead. He's dead. 
Uh, yeah, that's it for that. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. All right, so hottest female, Bob. Let's hottest go. female this week. Yep. That's tough. I, I have. Go ahead. I have Bianca. Bianca Belair looks she's really always, good. She's beautiful. I'll she's go not even that. hot. She's just. I'll go with Bianca Belair. She's just a beautiful woman. Yeah, give me that. Give me all that. All around. Ugh. Hottest male. I think we're going to be on the same page. Here. We're going to be on the same page? I think so. Jay White. Yes. <laughs> Best promo. CM Punk. I got Becky on that one. Worst promo. God. Britt Baker and <laughs> Martinez. Oh, it's so bad. I have to go kill a bitch. <laughs> Best segment or moment? I'm gonna go with CM Punk's promo. That was really good. That was that was good. It was very good. I'm gonna go with the Mark Henry before the Jay White and uh, Trent match. Goes. I got nothing to say. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Switchblade pervert. Yeah. Knife pervert. That's my best line of the night. Uh, your your knife pervert face. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you a lot. know what that is? My 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 favorite would be. Um, the, the Valentine. Will you be my Valentine? Yes. As he holds up the, yes. the dog collar. Uh, worst segment? Ah. Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, I liked most everything. I'm going to go with uh, any moment we were with the psychiatrist and freaking Alexa Bliss. I didn't even hate that. You know what? I'm going to change my... I'm going to give a, a, a co-best segment. That's going to be the 24-7 <laughs> shit. Yeah. That was hilarious, man. I'm sorry. That was good. Uh, let's see. Best match. That's tough. There was a lot of good matches there this was week. A lot, there was a lot of good ones. I'm going to go with Seth versus Randy. Seth versus Randy was really good. I'm going to go with uh, Jay White and Trent. Okay. That was really good. Uh, worst match. Um, Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa. That's correct. Uh, best overall wrestler. Best overall wrestler. Mm, what do you got? I had Becky Lynch. She well, she was really good. I'll go with her. She was good. She had the best match in, in the uh, the pay per view. The I'm sorry, the premium live event. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? That's what they're called. Premium live event. Yeah. Just shut up. And she had the best promo. And she had a yeah. She's the shit, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna also give it to Jay White. Jay White's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. He wrestled. He wrestled great. He had a great before the match. He had a great on Dynamite. No argument here. Yeah, and he's got a great name. So yes, it's fantastic. Jay, Jay White. What a great name. Best show. That's tough. Rampage. <sighs> I really like those hour long match, hour long events. Yeah, I do like that. Yes, let's go Rampage. All right, that's a war. That is the show. So, if uh, Val wouldn't mind playing us out, please, Val. Hello, ladies. That's the show. That's the show. So, you see, up there is where uh, Theory tried to escape. Oh, God. He almost got out. Oh, God. Yes. Follow us on our uh, socials Facebook. Backyard Podcast. Uh, Instagram, Backyard Wrestling Pod. Twitter, Backyard Marks. 
And email us at backyardpod at yahoo.com. Yeah. Right? That's right. Hey. That's right. And um, next week, regular time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not on vacation. I'm back. Cool, cool, cool. And then in two weeks, revolution. No, Bob. In two weeks' time. Two weeks. Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> in two weeks' time. Revolution. Revolution. I can't wait. Are we going to do a watch along or you want to just cover it? No, I want to do a watch along. Yes. We, we definitely do watch alongs for AEW events. Okay. So uh, look for that. That coming, always, coming real leads, soon. always leads into crazy shit. Crazy, crazy shit. All right. Thank you for listening. You guys are the best. And we'll be back. Bye. Next week. Now, how not to interview Paul Heyman. Hi, Paul Heyman. How are you? Oh, that's, a, that's a great first question. How are you? Not bad. First time in Dallas. First WrestleMania, too. Not for me. No? No. How many WrestleManias have you been to now? I've lost count. <laughs> What's been the best one? This one. <laughs> Why will it be the best one? Because Brock Lesnar is going to demolish Dean Ambrose. Going to take Dean Ambrose to Suplex City. Mm-hmm. F5 Dean Ambrose in the middle of the ring and once again assert his dominance as the beast and the conqueror of WrestleMania. But Dean Ambrose has teased the fact that he's got like a chainsaw. And what's he going to do with it? Barbed wire. And? Baseball bat. Thing. And? Is Brock Lesnar scared of anything? He must have a phobia of something. Nothing. I don't like spiders. Does Brock Lesnar find spiders? If you need a spider to be killed, he'll do it. Preferably by an F5. Right. And you have the money. Can you F5 a spider? Yes, Brock Lesnar can. Okay. Um, I need an advocate. I was I was going to get to this, but I'll give you my business card. What do you think makes a good business card? For I don't know. Let me see yours first. Okay. Here you go. Okay. You need a magnifying glass. No, I, I can't read it. Uh, well, it's because it's in Arabic. You you give an Arabic business card to a Jew from New York? Sorry. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I didn't really Who think Who is that. in charge of international media relations? <laughs> How did this guy get a press pass to begin with? Can anybody give me this answer? Somebody tell me how this happened today. Please, I beg of you. Is there a screening process involved here? <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Um, why is there no Paul Heyman woman? Like, who, who is... There, there isn't one. There's, you've got Brock Lesnar. He's the, he's the Paul Heyman guy. My advocacy for Brock Lesnar yeah. requires exclusivity. Right. He's busy. Okay. He's the number one box office attraction today. Yeah. How much time do you think I have to advocate for other people? Okay. If you could you create time. But I can't create time. Away from Brock Lesnar. I can't do it. Say. I don't deal in ifs. I deal in significant information based on, subs- based on substantive answers. If, if, if. If your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. She doesn't, so she's not. She's still your aunt. So I don't deal in ifs. I deal in absolutes. An absolute is that Brock Lesnar will absolutely demolish and beat and victimize and conquer Dean Ambrose this Sunday at WrestleMania. And these are the type of questions that I can give you substantive information based on the significance of your questions for. Not these hypotheses that you speak you forth while you pontificate these ridiculous questions to me. I'll have to Google that word when I get home. Um, out of Sasha Banks, Charlotte, 
and Becky Lynch. Who's going to win? Well, since none of them have paid me to be their advocate, why would I sit here and endorse anybody that doesn't want to give me a percentage of their earnings to talk them up on television the same way I do for Brock Lesnar? I'm supposed to advocate for free? If one of these pretty little pearly white teeth that you have have a cavity, do you go to your dentist and say, may I please have oral surgery for free with my Arabic business card? And he'll say, no, I will not do it for free. I perform dental surgery for a fee for which I am a dentist. I am an advocate. And you want me to come here and to advocate for somebody that doesn't give me a percentage of their earnings because they don't want to pay for my advocacy. Right, I got you. Okay. <laughs> are, you are you all right? You're pissing me off! Sorry. That's my job. I, I'm, I'm, Your job is to piss people <laughs> off? Well, you do it very well, let me tell you. Mission accomplished. Um, Paul Heyman, we're doing this thing called the WrestleMania Rodeo because we're getting into the whole Dallas Cowboys spirit of things. All you've got to do is, is throw this, give me a little yeehaw, and try and wrap it around my head. <laughs> Come on, we're getting into the spirit of things. It's Dallas, Texas. Come on. <laughs> so, Just your head of hair alone pisses me off. Let alone your horrible personality and your Arabic business card. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure to meet you. Why is he still standing there? Because he's still shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Delete.